Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. When two Division I athletes discuss the challenges and successes of navigating life after competing, you get conversations designed by athletes for athletes. I'm Don Sutton. And I'm Brooke Beerhouse, sharing with the athletic community stories and insights to better understand life when your sport ends. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I'm Don Sutton. Alongside me is Brooke Beerhouse, and this is When Your Sport Ends. Today is a beautiful, beautiful day in Arkansas, and I hope it's beautiful where you are too. As always, we are on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. After our latest episode on meditation, Don and I wanted to build off of that into another really interesting topic, which goes along with meditation, and that's called flow state. So Don, had you heard of flow state before, or what's your definition of flow state? I've actually never heard of flow state, so I am completely new to this concept, but I can imagine. One can imagine, right? You what do you about, imagine? Well, you talked about how, how beautiful it was out today, right? Mm-hmm. And I imagine it, just like my walk, getting into a groove, finding that harmonious pace that then just gets disrupted entirely by my dog seeing a squirrel. (laughs) Yeah, no, you hit it exactly. It's getting into the zone and it's uh, colloquially known as just being in the zone. So flow state, we've actually, we talked about it in season one with our guest, Carolyn. She is a professional mountain biker and she was talking about flow state. And during that conversation, we got into it a little bit, but this time we're really wanting to dig into what flow state is. First, we got to take a listen to our sponsors and then we're going to get right into it. Man, I wish I could access the internet via my laptop at the dog park. Well, you know I have something where you can do that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's got a Skyroam Solis. I don't know if you'd want to do it at the dog park, though, because you and I are too busy playing with all the dogs. But if you wanted to, you would have the option. The Skyroam Solis is a personal hotspot where you can work anywhere, whether that's on the road, at the dog park, or maybe just on a walk around the neighborhood, right? I guess so. I guess so. And now it's 20% off at skyroam.com with the promo code Rome with Brooke. That's R-O-A-M with B-R-O-O-K-E for 20% off at skyroam.com. From game spreads and totals to team players and coaching and props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always an online casino as well never closes so head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses again that's betonline.ag and sign up today bet online your online sportsbook experts and to me flow state is really being able to get outside of your head a form of meditation where everything else just 
releases off of your mind and your body and you're hyper-focused and hyper-aware on this one act that your body is doing. Typically, it's uh, exercise or an athletic endeavor. Hmm. So how does one get back into the groove of the flow state after, say, our dog yeah. pulls us and yanks us the out back into reality? <laughs> yeah. Our almost 80-pound puppy, I'm very proud of that, (laughs) (laughs) to get into a flow state, some might say it's pretty easy, giving just depending on who you are and what sport you may have played growing up or anything of that nature. So if you've been shaken out of flow state, I'm going to, I guess I'll start with that since you asked, Um, to get back into it is the same as meditation. You really want to get back into your breath. So if you were in a flow state while you were walking and you were hyper-focused on where your feet were and um, where you were going and you sort of let everything else wave off of you and be released, then you'll want to breathe and count backwards from 40. Now, 40 is a long enough time that you don't have to count all the way down to one or zero. But if you find yourself not being able to get back into it after the 40 seconds of counting down and counting on rhythm with your breath, then either I would say try again, or and if that doesn't take, then it's not time for your flow state. So I want to touch on that a little bit. How, mm-hmm. how did you come up with 40? Is there a... Um... It's not a hard and fast rule, if that's what yeah. you're wondering. Well, no, uh, I... Yeah, I, I get that, but is that just from your experience? You found starting at a higher, high enough number, it kind of hops you back in, because when I mean when I think of flow state as you have described it, and as we discussed this, I think of um, golf, mm. where you have or surfing, where you have one missed opportunity that could throw you out of a funk. And then you try to get back into that right. flow. And sometimes it's much, much harder. Like you could be you could be shooting for me, and this is not good, but you could be on par for eighty, right? In the front nine, and then something happens on that tenth hole and you just kind of fall out of it and you're trying to get back into that state. But with that, it's a little bit harder mm-hmm. in the sense that you can't really count back. It's more of... And I see where you're coming from with that. Um, and I will preface that not every game or uh, meet or active you know, endeavor is going to result in a flow state. So a few things have to happen in your body. And it also goes with sort of endorphins too. Because when you're hyper aware at, let's say, um, you know, you want to get in the zone, you're using golf as an example, and you know I don't play golf. So I'm not, but I can, I can at least sort of relate to this feeling of like, so let's let's talk about maybe, maybe um, euchre. Can you get into a flow state in euchre? No, no, you can't. No, the thing is. Which is is a card game, by the way. Yeah. Like spades. I feel like we're getting too too deep in the weeds of what flow state is, and we haven't given you the breadth of what 
It really is, which is just not utilizing your mind, thinking of like what's around you um, enough. Like if you're doing something where you really need to be alert and, you know, you don't want to fall off a cliff or you don't want to run out into traffic, something like that, then flow state might not be the right time Mm. for it. But it happens a lot within swimmers. And you've talked about that before, too. Because, again, it's this motion of back and forth or just like this motion of knowing where you are and not worrying about attackers. You know, it's that fight or flight. You don't have that. And same with the track sometimes during track workouts or they usually say distance runners on the track for meets will get into a certain flow state in the middle of a race. And that happens because of that motion. And I I think, honestly, surfers can get into that flow state but it would be when you're on the board and maybe somewhat like not having to maybe not in LA if you're like or not LA but like you know California waters where there's a ton of people yeah (laughs) Yeah. but if you're somewhere that's less crowded um I could definitely see being able to get into this the only words I can really use for it is hyper focused Mm -hmm. but not hyper aware so you're hyper focused on one thing but your mind is really calm. And I think that's the hard thing to really teach your body to do. But when you do feel it, it's similar to endorphins. So that's why sometimes people talk about this runner's high. And that's because they were able to get into a flow state, which doesn't happen all the time. And it doesn't happen on every run. That's so crazy that you mentioned that because I've been reading Wim Hof. Right. And... They actually tap into Laird Hamilton. And for those people who do not know who Laird Hamilton is, he served the heaviest wave in the world measured. So when, when you think about heaviest wave, it's not necessarily the tallest. It's how many pounds of pressure pushed behind the wave. And he talked in one of the most phenomenal pieces about it. Everybody thought he died because... It's Chopu, which is the heaviest wave in the world. And is that in Portugal? No, no. This is a... You're thinking of Nazar. Yeah. Which is another awesome wave. But anyway, <laughs> so in Chopu, what happens is you have this swell that storms up from the low belly of the Pacific and this just wall, super thick wall hit it so oh man let me let me restart here okay so chopu is a huge wave super thick and what happens is you have a swell that builds at the bottom of the pacific ocean and it's pushing from all of that open ocean and for anybody who doesn't know the pacific ocean is the biggest ocean out there so there's a lot of space for this to build And what happens is this wave and all of this kinetic energy pushes into a reef. All of a sudden, you're going from, you know, 100 feet deep to two feet deep. And it creates that pressure that just curls and makes this wave absolutely insane. Okay. Nobody thought that it could be surfed until another guy surfed it. But anyway, Laird Hamilton catches this gnarly wave everybody thinks he's going to die but what happens is and the guy who caught the photo 
is they see that he gets into this flow state almost in a sense where his just natural instincts kicked in and a lot of times you'll see with big wave surfers they or just surfing in general they stick their left hand or their hand facing the wave towards where they're going their Mm -hmm. hand or shoulder closest to the wave well in order to hold himself back he actually had to naturally think and be that hyper aware and actually recognize that he needed to stick his right hand in or Mm. his hand away from the wave wall and that's the reason why he survived which is just absolutely mind-boggling wow yeah his hand placement his hand placement that's insane if you read anything about him it's like it was just a major breakthrough back in the early 90s okay so wim huff is also another wonderful book to be reading um well i guess it's not called wim huff it's called what doesn't kill you what doesn't kill you yeah and it's one of those that we're trying i'm i've been trying to read this book for like six months but don has already picked it up and is well ahead of where i am so i have some catching up to do but um that's super interesting i think one of um the characteristics which in within flow state that I wanted to make sure I hit on, and this is coming from positivepsychology.com. So if you do want to look up ways to get into flow state, I'll link that at the bottom of the show. So to get into a flow state, there's eight character characteristics that really describe it. And that's complete concentration on the task, which that would make sense mm-hmm. um, with the surfing, clarity of goals and reward in mind and immediate feedback. So with that, you want to be able to know what you're trying to get done and succeed if you're going faster, if you're trying to stay alive on this wave, whatever it is, you should be able to get almost immediate feedback. So if you're telling your body, let's go faster, your foot strike should automatically start to get faster. There's transformation of time. So if you're speeding up or slowing down, a lot of people, (laughs) if you think of, uh, oh my God, what is that movie where they... Uh, the blue pill and the red pill. Matrix. Yes, thank you. So think of the matrix where time just really slows down um, and you're able to be around it faster or vice versa. Time speeds up and you're super slow and have time to understand the world around you, maybe clearer than those that are around you. And then the experience is intrinsic, intrinsically rewarding. That is a very hard word to say intrinsically rewarding so that in itself reward and value to each person is is different right so um i think that's interesting but there has to be a balance um between challenge and skills they also say there should be effortlessness and ease and the seventh characteristic is actions and awareness are merged losing self-consciousness rumination which I think is what we've been trying to really hit on the most. Yeah. And just circling back to that golf example, I think that you can get back to that seven. It's mm-hmm. easy to get into that number seven, at least in my mind, the actions and awareness, awareness merge. But then when you meet a certain section where your skill is out of sync, like that step six, where it's balanced between challenge and skills, mm-hmm. that can really jump you back to that kind of reset and if it continues to be hard and you're playing maybe a more difficult section which golf usually the back nine's a little bit harder 
So that could be a whole yeah, lot, but yeah. you know, I think that that's also a good thing to know as well. Um, but I think the most important thing within that realm is getting back into that feeling of control, which is the eighth characteristic, which is the eighth characteristic. Yeah, the sure. feeling of control over that task. Mm-hmm. And that, you're right, it does, it differentiates between being in a flow state or just being hyper aware, having a really good run, which I'm I'm always going to go back to the run example because that's just where I felt it the most. But I will say you can get into flow states in artistic expression as well. So while this is when your sport ends, so I think a lot of listeners are athletic or enjoy sports in many forms even after your sport ends but if you're an artist too you can get really hyper focused into a painting or a drawing yeah i think that there's also an importance to be careful right because sometimes those hyper awareness will bring you into a teeter teetering line of really pushing your limits and yeah i i just remember in high school a person just tried to do as far underwater as they could and passed Mm. out and they were probably in that they were probably teetering honestly Mm. and they were probably like i can get a little bit extra and i think that falls back into just being into that hyper aware and body awareness also yeah and then also kind of that mentality that we talked about earlier in the season of that one more Mm -hmm. push and it's really important to make sure you understand your body's limits. I'm very glad that you said that because, yes, um, also being safe, just a snowball from that too, being safe if you're in um, a very crowded city mm. or something you're run, running on the sidewalks, I would not recommend trying to do a flow state with a lot of people around or like other cars or vehicles some anything that could possibly hurt you or if you're on a cliff um but i I think it is an interesting facet of meditation that is more catered towards athletes in a way working out Yeah, yeah and just working out and that can happen i mean gosh people talk about that in crossfit too because you get you have a certain Mm -hmm. amount you know exactly what your next step is and the next moves or circuits and so that's that's a really interesting one as well as yoga i mean um i mean that's a whole thing right like a tai chi or it is i will say yeah i will say just quickly with yoga if um if you are following an an instructor don't put pressure on yourself to get into a flow state that's really hard because you can't anticipate the next moves but if you are an instructor or you're familiar with yoga or even just trying to get your breath going and trying to stretch and just see what your body needs, you could get into a flow state then. But yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about flow states and make it feel a pressurized thing to do. It should feel natural and no expectations. Yeah, I think once you un unleash the set mentality, you pr- it's probably pretty good to get into a flow state. Yeah. Or whether time goals or anything like that. Now. Our next episode, we are going to be talking about our, hopefully, our time in Hayward, Wisconsin, which we might get into flow states for cross-country skiing. So Mm. the next episode is... Bringing it all together. It is. The next episode is going to be about 
what we're hoping to get out of this training trip for cross-country skiing and possibly the biathlon. So listen to that next week where we'll stem off of flow states and hopefully you got something out of this one. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.